quite long, to see the different stages that people are at in their Christian journey. I think one of the reasons I find it so encouraging is, is because in the daily slog of life, it can be difficult to see the bigger perspective. It can be difficult to see where we're, where we're going. And so for some, uh, and particularly I suppose our, our older members of the congregation, to see how they've been able to look back over their journey and to see how God sustained them and, and brought them through that, um, I found it very encouraging. That said, when we were um, starting uh, to think about our youth service and we were trying to work out a theme, um, we came up with the idea of journey. And uh, I was slightly ashamed, ashamed of myself that I didn't, I didn't shoot it down straight away. Um, the reason is the word journey kind of, just, I don't quite like the way that people use it. It's a bit, a bit kind of vague, a bit fluffy. You know, someone says to me, um, I'm on a journey to you know, really find myself. I can help you out there. You, yeah, don't, you don't need to find yourself. You're right there. Um, the way that people use the word journey just seems a bit kind of, um, I was going to say postmodern, just a bit vague and fluffy. And, and actually, it can be something that soft. I wonder if one of the reasons um, I don't like it is because actually sometimes there's a sense in which um, people are talking about it without really knowing where it's going. I quite like to know where I'm going. Um, but actually, the, the metaphor of the Christian journey is, is one that is uh, used in the Bible. And as we were looking at uh, briefly earlier, I'll maybe read out the verse again. Um, uh, we can see in Hebrews 12, one, uh, one, an example of where that metaphor happens. Um, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. So that's the race that we're talking about. That's the journey that we're talking about. But what we want to begin with, as we're looking at this idea of journey, is what is the race? What, what is the Christian journey that we're talking about? I think that if you ask your friends at school, or colleagues at work, or wherever else, I think if you ask them what it means to be a Christian, or what makes somebody a Christian, I think quite a few people might find it quite a hard question to answer. You might have some people who would say, yeah, being a Christian is about loving your neighbor. Or maybe someone else would throw in a kind of, um, you're also meant to love the Lord your God with all your heart, and something else, and something else. You might get those kind of answers. Um, but sometimes it's a bit difficult um, for people who aren't Christians, but even for people who are Christians, to say, what exactly does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to start on that journey? And so I think to, to begin with, it's, it's really helpful to, to actually hear what God says um, and actually what God said about why he became human. And Jesus, uh, when he's talking in John 10, 10, he says, the thief comes to destroy, to steal, and to kill. But I have come that they may have life, and life in all its fullness. And when he's talking about they, he's really talking about um, uh, his, his kind of sheep, the flock, and that, that's you. And so Jesus says, I have come that you might have life, and life in all its fullness. And that actually, um, we're slightly outside the edge there. I wonder if someone could uh, push that uh, inside for us, please. Um, actually, the Christian journey is all about living life to the full. I'm not sure if you've ever thought in those terms before. Um, there's a great phrase in the Westminster Confession of Faith, uh, which I'm sure you all know. But it, it talks about um, man's chief end, or our purpose in life, is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. 
And we give God glory by enjoying the things that he's given us. And I love that. I, and I think that's, that's so helpful when we try and think, what does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to be on that Christian journey? It means enjoying the things that he's giving us and, and recognizing that God's the, the giver of life. I don't know exactly what, what really gets you going. For some of you, it might be you listen or you play music and you get in the zone. You just, you're right there, you're with it. For some of you, it might be uh, writing or reading. Dostoevsky, Karl Barth, Calvin and Hobbes. Okay? It, some of you, it'll be cooking. Some of you will be running onto the football pitch, running against the clock, or just like Forrest Gump, just running. Okay, And those, those things are all great things that God has given. There are loads of other things we could talk about as well. I love that God made us with a sense of humor. I love that we all have different senses of humor. I, uh, when, when I watch uh, a couple of comedy programs um, with Sarah, um, we sometimes laugh at different things. We watch one program on a Thursday night, I love the one-liners, so does she. What she loves even more is when someone falls over. She loves that. She absolutely loves it. <laughs> and I love that we've been made as people who have different sense of humor. And actually, that's something that, that God gives us. So when we live life to the full, we enjoy those gifts. And when we know the one who's given them, the author of life, that's how we can live life to the full. That journey with Jesus is amazing. And actually, if that's something um, you've never tried for yourself, I'd really encourage you to ask someone who is a Christian. Ask them what it's like. Um, it is also hard, though. And, uh, and Jesus doesn't make any um, uh, kind of, doesn't hide it at all. And he says that the, the road to life is a narrow one. And by that, he means that actually being a Christian can be quite hard. But it's worth it. And so the second thing we see about journey is that we can live life to the full when we begin that Christian journey. But also that journey is going to be difficult, but worth it. Why is it worth it? The narrow road promises tough times, promises difficulty. It's worth it because it's the road to life. That's exactly why it's worth it. And actually, there are a lot of things that people believe that aren't true. One of the lies that a lot of people believe is that we become Christians in order to go to eternal life at the end. Some of you are worrying slightly. You're thinking that's, that's not a lie. Here's the difference. Sometimes people think, well, we deal with being a Christian and the not quite so good life so that we can get to the good bit at the end. But actually, as Christians, living life on this earth, that's not a second-rate life. That is the best possible life you can have. Because it's in communion, it's in a relationship with the one who's given life. And there are loads of things in the world that promise that there are better things other than the Christian life. And that they promise there are better things than God. And they will promise those things until the day you die. You don't have to look far. You can look at adverts on TV. You can look at magazines. You can look at music videos. And there are lots of promises. Try this and you'll be happy. Look like this and you'll be happy. But they're empty promises. They're empty promises. And actually the only one who can satisfy is Jesus. And that's something I find really easy to forget. Because I, I don't hear it all the time. Um, I'm, I suppose I'm, I'm more here the world that tells me that actually these things satisfy. But it's only Jesus can satisfy. Those things can give you a thrill. 
Yeah, and can give you a fix. But that satisfaction doesn't last. And living day by day with Jesus does satisfy. It doesn't mean that the problems go away. And so, you know, you've still got the problems there in front of you. But when you put Jesus at the center, then those problems just look a bit different. And so this Christian journey is hard, but it's worth it. And we're going to see, we're going to see why it's worth it in just a moment. There are loads of reasons why the Christian life, why the Christian journey can be hard. I'm only going to say, mention one more, but one thing I find hard about being a Christian is that actually I can't see God. And when I'm talking with people close to me, I can see them, I can hear them, and that just makes it a bit easier for me. When I can't see someone or hear them speaking to me, especially because I can be a, a bit thick sometimes, I, I just I, I don't know quite how they feel about me. And actually, because Jesus, um, because uh, God is there and he has his word written down for us, but we don't always go to look at it, what tends to happen when we don't listen to God is we start thinking he's saying something different. And there are all, all sorts of different examples um, that, we can, that we can give here. But I think that happens automatically because actually the stuff that God says, the stuff that Jesus says, is so different from anything that we can, would come up with in our world um, that we just forget it. And there are lots of times um, I can tell you about when uh, when I've been convinced that God's saying something different to what he is, and uh, sometimes I've been convinced that he's saying to me, Johnny, you really should have known better. And actually, I've come to realize that what he's been saying to me is, Johnny, I love you. I love you. And that's a very different message. And it really sets you free. And that's the message we're going to be looking at um, for the rest uh, of the short time. And that is the idea of making sense of the Christian journey. The Christian life, Christian journey, all about living life to the full. Hard, but worth it. Because it's the road to life. How do we make sense of it? We listen to God. Okay? And it'd be great to look at the whole passage in 1 John 4. Um, but we're just going to focus on that one verse that we looked at earlier. What does God say? He says, this is love. Not that we love God but that he loved us and gave his son as an atoning sacrifice for us. I'm slightly worried I was going to get that wrong after the memory verse earlier. Um, but that is what God says. And actually, do you know what? The world is great. I, I love the world. But you don't have to look at the world for too long before you realize that it's not quite right. People are great. I love people. But you don't have to look at people for too long before you realize they're not quite perfect. They're not great. I'm great, okay, but I don't have to look at myself too long, too deep, to realize that there's something not right with me. And the word that the Bible uses for that, that comes up in, uh, in that verse we just looked at, is, is sin. And the, the older you get, the more that you realize um, that we're not perfect. Um, if we just had that as the last word, that would be quite a bleak outlook. But it's not the last word. And, and actually, in Romans 5, um, Paul writes that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And that is what the cross is all about. And the, the cross is one of those funny things, because I, I teach religious studies, and um, uh, I teach Christianity, and, uh, and it's amazing how you can talk about everything around Christianity without mentioning the cross. And it's something that if you ask people what Christianity is about, 
They can tell you all sorts of things. But ask them about what the cross means, and they're not quite sure. But that is at the center of everything. And while we're still sinners, Christ died for us. And that ties in with the verse that we're looking at. And so the first point we can make there is God's love is the reason we start the journey. And actually sometimes, when we really get that, it can be quite easy. Because we think, yeah, God loved me so much that he sent his son to die for me. That makes sense. That makes sense. I I want to love him back. And sometimes when we really grasp that, and it can be at different times, some people, they really get that when they sing a song. Some people, they get that um, uh, maybe when they're reading the Bible at a different time. Uh, It could be outside in nature, and they just understand that actually God loves me. And it makes you want to love God. And for those people who uh, came up earlier on, and uh, were sharing where they're at in their Christian journey, they will have come to a point where they realize that God loves them. And that's why they wanted to become a Christian. The thing is, though, um, quite often what happens is this. You say, great, God loves me. What do I do? Pray. Read the Bible. Okay, what does it say in the Bible? In view of God's mercy, offer yourselves as living sacrifices for God. That sounds amazing. That's really radical. You know, that's, that's kind of living sacrifice. That's good. The problem is that when we try to do those things, we, we fail. We try to read the Bible. I, d- I don't know if you've tried this. I, I've tried to kind of read the Bible in a year. It's taken like three years or, or, or I've just not finished. Or, or you try to pray every day or you try to go to prayer breakfast. And maybe sometimes you can make it, but then you fail. And the problem is if you start to, if you start to think, oh, no, I'm failing, and you start to think, oh dear, I'm not a very good Christian, then you start to think that God isn't happy with you. But, but God says something completely different. He says, no, 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 this is love. Not that we love God, but that God loves us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And so actually God's love is the reason we start the journey, but God's love is also the reason that we carry on the journey. And, and even though um, we're sinners, um, we, often, we often forget kind of how we're meant to deal with the cross. Sometimes, I, I think sometimes people have this idea that you become a Christian and there's the cross and you think, great, I'm going to take off my burdens and I'm going to hang up on the cross and kind of go away. Whereas actually we, we really need, if you want to carry on your Christian journey and, and make sense of it, you need to take the cross with you so that that is when you can understand most clearly that God loves us. And actually, the, the more that we can separate ourselves from the cross, the more we separate ourselves from God's love. And actually seeing um, that this is love, that God loved us so much he sent his son as a atoning sacrifice, um, the more that we can see that, um, the more we're going to realize that it's not about what we do. It's about what God has done for us. And that is the message that is so completely different to what the world says. Because the world says... Your worth depends on what you do. And God says, no. No, that's not love. Love is this, that he loves us and that he sent Jesus. Um, there's, a, there's a scholar called Bonhoeffer who a couple of you like very much. And um, uh, he says some really helpful things sometimes. And one of the things uh, he said, which I think is insightful about 
our church, and I mean kind of in, in Britain, um, is that he said sometimes the problem is we have fellowship with each other as Christians, but not as sinners. And by that, what he means is that we meet with each other and we can't say, yes, we're Christians. But when we don't live up to being Christians, we start to feel condemned. We start to feel like um, we haven't done the right thing and actually God's going to be displeased with us. Whereas he said it, if we start to see ourselves as forgiven sinners, then yes, we do sin. And yes, um, we're going to keep sinning uh, until we're made completely like Jesus. Um, but actually, we are forgiven sinners. And that's what we put our trust in, not the effort that we try to um, put in ourselves. So God's reason, God's love, is the reason we start the journey. God's love is the reason we carry on the journey. And God's love is the reason we end the journey. One of the great things about the journey that we're on, that we were talking about today, is that um, we know the finishing point. So we can say we know exactly where we're going. We can say we know um, that we're going to go to a place where there's no more crying, uh, no more pain, no more death. And, uh, and the Bible compares heaven to lots of things. It compares it to a feast, to a banquet, and it sounds good. Obviously, heaven, if it's, if it's for eternity, it's kind of hard for us to understand. But we can understand food, and I like food a lot. And so the idea of an eternal feast sounds really good. Um, and so actually thinking about that's the place where we're going, um, that, is, that is so encouraging. And it's God's love, it's trusting in him that takes us to that destination point. And that's something that the Bible says a lot, all the time, actually. But it's something that I forget all the time. Essentially, what I do is I kind of think, oh dear, I haven't read my Bible very much. I haven't done my quiet times very much. Oh, things aren't great. And do you know what I'm doing? I'm kind of moving away from trusting in Jesus. And I'm starting to trust more in, in the quiet times that I do, in, in the good things that I do. Why would I want to choose that over Jesus' righteousness? Why would I want to choose my attempts at, at trying to be faithful to God when I can have Jesus' faithfulness counted as mine? And actually through God, through his love, that actually we can, we can end that journey. We can uh, go, go to heaven. So if you ever wonder what the gospel is, gospel literally means good news. And, uh, and the good news that Christians claim to know is that this is love. Not that we loved God, but that God loved us and gave his only son as an atoning sacrifice for us. Um, there's, there's a film called... Goodwill Hunting. Um, if if you're uh, if you're one of the younger ones, you definitely shouldn't have watched this yet. Um, but there's a great little clip in it, which I'll just tell you about. And um, the main character, played by Matt Damon, is someone who's had a difficult life. And his mentor, played by Robin Williams, um, he says to him at one point, "It's not your fault." And Matt Damon's like, "I know. No, it's not your fault." He says, I know that. Why do you keep saying that? No, no, it's not your fault. And then the character breaks down on screen. And what, what you realize is that he, he, he's saying what he, he knows, but he doesn't really know it. And underneath it all, he believes that it's his fault. And a lot of the time, as Christians, we need to hear what God's saying to us over and over again. And God's saying to us, I love you. I know. I love you. I know, I've heard that. 
I love you. In fact, I love you so much, I sent Jesus to die for you. And that's, that is the good news. And it is amazing news. And it means that we can live life to the full. It means that we can um, have a go at that journey, which is hard, but well worth it. And, uh, and that is what the gospel is all about. So why don't we pray before we come to our last song? Heavenly Father, thank you that the way that you work, the ways that you do things, are so completely different to the way that we would think about things, and so much better. Thank you that um, even when we misunderstand you, when we impose our own thoughts on you, that you are faithful and merciful. And I pray, Lord, that you teach each one of us today whether we know you or whether we don't. You teach each one of us today how much you love us. We ask that in Jesus' name.